This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, March the 11th, and our top story today is about the shocking number of crimes committed in a now notorious parking Kent and how very few have led to anyone being charged. Well, Lucy joins me now to chat about this one. And Lucy, this is Dane John Gardens in Canterbury, isn't it? Yes, so this is the park to the south of the city, not far from Canterbury East Railway Station. It features parts of the old city wall, which dates back to the 1500s, and there's a mound you can climb. During the day, it's a pleasant place to walk through, but at night, it's become plagued by antisocial behaviour. You may well have heard us mention it on the podcast before, with calls for more CCTV to be installed and increased police. Patrols. Yeah, you're right. We have chatted about it on the podcast before. So what does the data show? Well, our sister newspaper, the Kentish Gazette, submitted a freedom of information request to police asking for details on the number of offences reported to have happened in the park over the past two years. And the results are pretty alarming. A total of 94 offences were recorded in 2020 and 2021. That's an average of 47 a year compared to just 15 five years ago. Perhaps most shockingly, 12 women have been raped or sexually assaulted, but not a single suspect has been charged, and only one of those cases remains under investigation. Out of all the offences, no suspect has been identified by police in almost half of the crimes, with just seven resulting in someone being charged. Yeah, absolutely shocking. What's the reaction been? Well, the councillor who represents Westgate Ward has described the stats as grim reading. Michael Dixie's calling for better lighting and extra cameras. He added that people living in the area fear the park is tarnishing its reputation. The Friends of Dane John Group are equally appalled, saying the gardens are a jewel in the crown for the city by day, but say at night the police need to be seen to be doing something. Is there any response from the police or the council? Well, the council say a lot of work is going on to get extra CCTV cameras installed as soon as possible. The funding for that, they've told us, was secured last year. The current CCTV is working and footage can be used to help police with any investigations. They say they also have plans to improve the lighting. As far as the police are concerned, Canterbury's police area commander insists Dane John is patrolled regularly and the park remains a focus area for officers. Chief Inspector Mark Hedges also says the rise in crime is partly due to a change in how it's recorded and the public having more confidence to report offences. But he says any increase is too many. He also adds they're working with the council to try and improve the area. Lucy, thank you ever so much. And you can read all of that investigation by the Kentish Gazette by heading to Kent Online. Kent Online News. The family of a missing teenager have been told about the discovery of a body in the River Medway. 17-year-old Ryan Hughes from Eccles was last seen in nearby Ellsford three weeks ago. Police have told the Kent Online podcast the death is not being treated as suspicious. Organisers of a vigil for Sarah Everard, who was killed by former Met Police officer Wayne Cousins from Deal, have won their High Court legal challenge against the force. Well, the Met had 
said the event last March would be unlawful as it was taking place during COVID restrictions. Reclaim These Streets cancelled it, but more than 1,000 people still turned up at Clapham Common before the group launched a legal challenge against a breach of rights. What the organisers have described today's ruling as a victory for women. Detectives investigating an attack in Ramsgate have released a CCTV image of someone they want to speak to. A man in his 30s was treated in hospital for a head injury after being assaulted on King Street last month. Head to Kent Online to see the image of a man. A drug dealer has been jailed after he was caught selling cocaine in Cranbrook. Charlie Matthew was arrested in October 2020 and police found evidence showing the extent of his crimes on his mobile phone. The 26-year-old from Romford Road in Pembury has been locked up for more than two years. Now, the sister of a Ukrainian lecturer at the University of Kent has been describing what it was like fleeing the country. Dr Alina Nizilova managed to get her family to the UK after a a 2,500-mile journey. Ola Smolik is now in Canterbury with her two sons but says it's been a traumatic experience. Children was crying. Mom, we want we want home and we want to sleep, to eat. Uh, we called. They didn't understand why we couldn't go home. So I show them pictures uh, of destroying uh, cities. I don't know. Is our house is still we there? We don't know if yeah. it's there. And I should to go back to Ukraine. And we have no place where to go back. The conflict in Ukraine is continuing following the invasion by Russia more than two weeks ago now. Boris Johnson is expected to announce a new refugee scheme on Monday, which will allow British people to welcome Ukrainians into their homes. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Friends of a junior doctor who died during a late night swim in the sea in Margate say they only realised she was missing when they got home and found they had her clothes. 26-year-old Thurashika Sathya Lingham drowned during a party with colleagues on the beach last September. Her family have told an inquest they're setting up a charitable foundation in her memory. An update on a story we brought you in yesterday's podcast and it's now been revealed a car that crashed near Dover leaving three people in hospital was actually being chased by police. The black Ford Fiesta failed to stop on Whitfield Hill in the early hours of yesterday and ended up coming off the carriageway. The road was closed for nearly nine hours. A man has since been arrested on suspicion of dangerous driving. Meantime, a 21-year-old man who only had a Legoland licence on him has been arrested for leading police on a chase from Bexley to the Isle of Sheppey. A helicopter was also part of the 35-mile pursuit, which ended when the car ran out of fuel. The Sheerness man's been questioned on suspicion of various driving and drug offences and released on bail. 74 people have been charged over climate change demonstrations which blocked major roads in Kent. Members of Insulate Britain staged protests on the M25 and at the Port of Dover last September and October. While police say they've issued a total of 104 charges, including public nuisance, obstruction and criminal damage, the campaigners are due in court from next month. 
More on COVID today and latest figures show an increase in the number of people in hospital with the virus in Kent. 255 patients were being treated on Tuesday, up from 229 the previous week. Infection rates in the county are also rising, with cases up by more than a quarter in the seven days to last Saturday. Meantime, a Kent schoolboy has been announced as one of the winners of a national competition to design a stamp based on the pandemic. Eight pupils have been chosen by Prince Charles to have their picture put on new Royal Mail stamps. One of them is Raphael Val Martin from Tunbridge Wells Grammar School for Boys. You can see his design by heading to Kent Online. It shows a cleaner making a rainbow pattern with a mop. Kent Online reports. Now, there are calls today for lights that have been put up along the Margate seafront for a new movie being filmed in the town to be left there permanently. String lights are currently illuminating the seafront while Oscar-winning director Sam Mendes shoots Empire of Light, starring Olivia Colman and Colin Firth. Dreamland Cinema has also been renamed for the movie and outside was turned into a winter wonderland for some of the scenes. Well, Labour councillor Rob Yates says it's given the town some real TLC and he's one of those who'd like to see the lights remain. The, the vast and overwhelming majority of people and residents and businesses are all in support of keeping those lights. It's a good legacy for Margate. Um, the, it's just, it really like brings back some of the, the, the kind of the feeling of like glory days in Margate and um, shows the possibilities of how the town can look if um, given the right care and attention. What benefit does giving a bit of TLC to Margate actually do? What are the benefits for the town? I've had residents contact me since I've been public on this issue and say for them, um, I've had women contact me saying, look, when I'm walking home at night, when the light's on, I do feel a lot safer and it, it feels like for them, the town will benefit that purely because people will be able to walk on the seafront and feel a lot safer because there is uh, light and um, lighting up those seafront pavements. And I've got good relationships with the local like PCSOs and I mentioned that to them. And, and they're in agreement that they think that the lights will actually help safety in Margate as well as uh, looking beautiful and um, lighting up our seafront. I've spoken to the supervising um, location manager for the film company um, so they're working on a formal proposal to actually, um, firstly, to acknowledge the lights can be handed over. I don't know what their relationship is contractually um, with the lights, whether they own them or rent them. But um, hoping by the end of next week, they will provide a, um, a formal proposal. Once that's done, we can go into the details of right, how, who's paying for the electricity, who's going to maintain them who's going to switch them on and off, what are the timings, um, what happens in high winds, and those details. But I don't see that as being insurmountable. People do it elsewhere in Thanet, and um, that won't really be a massive roadblock. So the next steps is just waiting for that formal proposal, then finding out from the councils, um, Ken County Council and Thanet Council, what the next steps will be. Awful lot of you are commenting on this story on our Facebook today and it seems most of you would love to see the lights stay as well. You can head to kentonline.co.uk to see what they look like. The next phase of new homes at a huge development in North Kent has been given the go-ahead. 182 more properties are going to be built in the eastern quarry area of Ebbsfleet Garden City. The development will eventually have 15,000 homes. If you're heading out and about this weekend, news that a major road on Sheppey is going to be closed for 
work to remove an old railway crossing. The A249 will be shut between 8 this evening and 6 on Monday morning at Brial Way. It's the main road into Sheerness Port. Some sad news from one of our animal parks in the county today. The head of a pride of lions has died. Address was born at Port Lim near Hythe 17 years ago and has since had five cubs of his own. He recently had major surgery because of poor health but passed away on Tuesday. Keepers have said they're heartbroken. And tickets are now available to see a huge sculpture of the earth at Rochester Cathedral. It'll be on display between the 24th of May and the 12th of June. It's been made using NASA imagery by the same artist who created the one of the moon, which you may remember was in the cathedral just weeks before we went into the first lockdown. That brought 100,000 people to the cathedral. Kent Online Sport. Football and it's going to be a real relegation scrap this weekend as Gillingham travel to Doncaster Rovers. Neil Harris's side are currently three points from safety in League One with tomorrow's opposition a place and a point below them. The Jills will be looking to bounce back from last weekend's 3-0 defeat and we've been catching up with the manager ahead of the game. That's like a little bit of pressure on the group. I think after the, after the game on, on Saturday it's a massive week for us. Um, it's a very important week. You can't from that is you know, three more games are going to be down so 30% of the fixtures are going to be gone so um, it is, is a huge game um, certainly feel it's a game that Doncaster probably need to win being behind us and play the game more um, for us it's a game we want to win we want to win we know it's a winnable game um, every game is difficult at this stage of the season there's no easy fixtures whether you're playing bottom of the league top of the league so we, we go the same mentality of trying to win the next game um, pressure on both teams, pressure on Rotherham to win games of football, Wigan to win games of football, Sunderland as a football club, Ipswich, uh, Portsmouth, Bolton, massive football clubs at this level, ridiculous budgets, they need to win games of football to get into the top six. Ourselves and Doncaster and um, uh, Crew and Wimbledon and Fleetwood and Morgan, we need to win games of football to stay in the division. So there's pressure on everybody at this stage of the season. Um, what I know is we're in a very good place mentally and physically uh, with the players we've got available. That, that we're prepared to win a game of football on Saturday. Kick off tomorrow's at three. As always, you'll be able to follow the match action at Kent Online. We'll also have details on the result in bulletins on our sister radio station, KMFM, on Sunday morning. Meantime, Gillingham's Neil Harris unfortunately has missed out on the Manager of the Month award for February. The prize was given to Rotherham's Paul Warren, while the player award has gone to Elfie May from Cheltenham Town. And Canterbury skier Millie Knight has missed out on another medal in the giant slalom at the Winter. Paralympics in Beijing. She finished ninth in the visually impaired event, two places behind teammate Mena Fitzpatrick. Elsewhere, Ollie Hill has won Britain's first snowboard medal. He got bronze in the banked slalom lower limb category. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site to do it. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the site today, you can read the latest review from our secret drinker. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. I'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.